welcome to So What Do You Think, a podcast where we discuss weird and unsolved mysteries and events and give you our completely unprofessional opinion on them. I'm Jay and with me here is B. Hey. Okay, tonight we're going to talk about an extremely strange case and I, I feel like you probably don't know it. Have you ever heard of the case of Henry McCabe? No. No. I would be surprised because it is a bit of an obscure one. Basically, uh, Henry here has gotten into a bit of uh, grief after he'd had a bit of a big night out with the boys. But the details of it are very, very strange and we'll get into it straight away, I think. So 32-year-old Henry McCabe had been living in Minnesota with his wife and two daughters at the time of his death. Prior to this, they had been living in California after immigrating from Liberia. He had done pretty well for himself in America and was offered a job as an auditor for the Minnesota Department of Revenue, which is why they had moved there. He sounds like he was a lovely guy who was good at his job, loved his family, all of those things. There was certainly nothing overtly nefarious going on in his life that we could see. So it was September 6th, 2015, when Henry went out with some friends to a nightclub called Povlitskis, (laughs) which, yeah, I know, I'm right, okay, which was only five minutes from his home. Now, his wife was out of town in California visiting some family at the time. So, look, I think that it was a bit of a wife's away, I'm going out with the boys, going to get messy sort of situation. So Henry did get... Always goes well. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Look, we've all been there. When the cat's away, let's go get smashed. Um, in look, he, I know that he sort of had a wife and kids and stuff, but he was only 32, he's a young guy, and obviously wanted to blow off some steam, so good on him, I say. Mm-hmm. So Henry did indeed get a bit messy that night, and he actually ended up getting rowdy enough that his friends took his wallet and keys away from him so that he could not drive or buy more drinks. Now, we've all been that person that's taken things off people. We've probably also been the person that's had things taken off us. So totally I'm with him on that. Oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were the days. Yep, long gone. I mean, it sounds like a pretty big boys' night, right? He's a young guy, go wild, I say. Yep. Yeah, good on his friends for having his back as well in that regard. Yeah, yes. At 1.40 a.m., Henry's friend William Kennedy decides Henry's done and offers to drive him home. Now, what happens next is the start of the mystery. So Henry gets in the car willingly, but then when they're on their way home, he asks not to be taken home and instead, quite strangely, asks to be taken to a petrol station in the next town over called Fridley. Fridley. Fridley or Fridley. One of those. This is very strange because it is in the opposite direction of Henry's home. William agrees and drops him off there without giving his wallet and keys. I believe that one of the other friends had his wallet and keys, not William. Um, But he just leaves him there at 2am at this petrol station, which first off sounds a bit strange to me. I mean, I know that sometimes we have to drive our drunken friends home, but do we really just leave them without a wallet or keys at a petrol station? That seems weird. That does seem weird. So first red flag there. Now, this would be the last time that Henry was seen alive. So what do you think about the situation so far? Really good friends up until this point. Yeah. Not saying that they're bad friends, but it just doesn't make sense to leave a highly intoxicated person without Mm. fine keys, yes, yeah, but wallet. Mm. And I think this, this petrol station wasn't, 
like too close to his house. So I don't yeah. know how he thought he was going to get home. Yeah, I just <laughs> wouldn't do it. I'd be like, nah, mate, uh, just nah, nah, you're nah, drunk. Just take, I'm just going to take you home. Going yeah. home. And if you, if, if you don't want to go home, you're coming back to mine. So this makes me wonder if they maybe had a bit of a fight or something in the car yeah. and, you know, something like that that no one's yeah. really talking about. So here is where things start to get really weird. At 2.28 a.m., Henry's wife, Kayleen, receives a call on her phone. Now, I'm assuming that she was asleep at that time. Unless she was having a girl's night out. Who knows? Um, So she doesn't get this phone call and it goes to voicemail. When she does listen to the message, though, she's pretty horrified by what she hears. Now, you can search the internet for this phone call, this voicemail, and you only get about 15, 20 seconds of it, no matter where you look. So... I'll play it for you. And I've ju- it just dawned on me that this is a little bit creepy, this phone voice voicemail. Sorry, I know it's night time. Suck it up. Sorry. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> no, no. It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I didn't even think about it. All right. So the only bits that we... Can't you just tell me? <laughs> no, you've got to hear this. It is no. so bizarre. Um, yeah. So here, I'm going to play it for you now. So that was it. I didn't even hear anything. <laughs> there was just noise. You didn't hear it? Or no, is that because you were under the blanket? Possibly, yeah, but I found it hard to hear. Did you? Okay, all right, I'm going to send it to you then. No, I don't. <laughs> all right, but you've got to tell me what you think. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> Ah, okay. Yeah. Thoughts. I feel sick. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's like, doesn't sound good, right? No. What do you think you're hearing? Screaming. Mm-hmm. And then weird, like, growly sounds. Mm-hmm. More screaming. Yeah, pretty much. The call yeah. was actually two minutes long, so we've only got a small snippet of it. So all we really have is other people's descriptions of it. So apparently it contains two minutes of moaning, groaning, screaming, really animalistic sort of growling sounds. Um, it sounds like the bits that we heard that sounds like someone's in pain to me. I, I think even like at one point it does sound like he's saying get away from me or something like that. Um, yeah. Some say that it sounds like he's being waterboarded. It does sort of sound like there's some water involved there in some sort of way. Um, mm. And apparently right in the midst of the noises, they just stop suddenly and all you can hear is a male voice saying, stop it. And then there's silence. So it's so freaking weird. This call, I don't really know what to make of it. So, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on hearing that? Like, what could have happened? I don't know. Um, someone's obviously taken him. Mm. But why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And it sort of warrants a bit more of a look into his life, I think, um, you know, unless it was something random that happened. So, I mean, yeah, how it's, awful. Either, it's either something random that's happened or he went to that petrol station to meet someone and mm. maybe the person he met, he didn't, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's it. Because he obviously he didn't have his wallet or keys, but he had his phone, obviously. So did he call someone else to come and yeah. pick him up? His I mean, friend how- def- his friend definitely dropped him off. Yeah, so they had it on CCTV. They watched him drop him off. So, yeah, that was my first thought as well. I was like, yeah, sure, you dropped him off, you know. Um, And then what happened with the CCTV? What else is on the CCTV? That's it, just him getting dropped off and then that's it. You don't see him again. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, how awful for his wife to have to wake up and hear that that voicemail, right? Yeah. She was completely freaked out. And, you know, she's in another state. She's so far away from him. Yeah, it must have just been horrific for her. Yeah. So Henry doesn't show up for work the next day, and I'm sure that Colleen shows the police the voicemail when they contact her. You know, I'm sure she's like, actually, yeah, he did leave me a weird message. This is what it is. Um, So an investigation is launched pretty much immediately. Now, his phone had been disconnected immediately so that they couldn't track it. So um, straight away after this voicemail, phone is switched off. They don't hear of it ever again. Uh, Why? And that's the thing as well. Why did that phone call even happen? Yes, that's it. Was it him calling his wife? Was it someone else sort of calling her to say, listen, what we're doing to your husband? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to this, I think, than we actually know about. Yeah. Now, his bank accounts had not been touched. Um, Like I said, they checked that CCTV footage of the fuel station and it confirms William's story. However, it was at a different service station than he remembered. So, I feel like William might have been a little bit under the influence that night too. The old who's drunker than who situation, you know. Yeah. So they just find nothing. It's just like Henry has vanished off the face of the earth. Yeah. Two months later, on November 2nd, a kayaker was paddling on Rush Lake, which is about six kilometres from the service station where Henry was last seen, when he unfortunately comes across his body in the lake. The autopsy showed no injuries and could not find a cause of death at all. So I'm assuming that means he didn't drown then because no cause of death, like that would be drowning if they'd found that. Yeah. Also, I couldn't clarify this. Some articles say that his death was ruled as being a drowning and others say that it was just inconclusive. So I'm not exactly sure what to think about that. So it does appear that somehow he's got six kilometres from where he was last seen and he has died and and found his way into this lake. So, yeah, thoughts on that before we get into theories? How were they able to, they being whoever or whatever caused this, Mm -hmm. able to inflict such what seemed to be such pain without there being any damage to the body? Yeah. Is my question. Yeah, what exactly was he going through? Yeah, uh, that night that was causing such distress. But yeah, I don't know. It, it, it didn't leave a mark on his body, although he was in the water for two months. So theoretically, there was probably a lot of decomposition there. Yeah. It's really hard to know. There's not a whole lot of information about that side of things, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, the first theory is that Henry was drunk and confused and even on drugs of some sort. That was yeah. that did pop into my mind. Yeah, yeah, and it then he like fell into, into the lake. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I I think it's totally possible that he was completely off his tits that night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds as though he was drunk enough, and you know, we we all know when we've been around drunk people, you know, they have varying levels of drunkenness. Yeah, uh, but if your friends are taking your your keys and stuff off you and your your wallet. 
I feel like perhaps you are rather drunk, <laughs> you know, if it's yeah. got to that point. So, you know, maybe he was doing a drunken stumble trying to get home and just didn't make it, fell in the lake. Um, yeah. How does that account for the voice on the message, though? And really, we don't really know who this voice message is. It could have been another person, but it could have been him even, you yeah. know. <laughs> we don't really know. Nobody ever says what exactly that voice is like. So, and what's on the rest of the thing? Not yeah, that I I'd ever love to hear it. I'd love to hear. Not, well, yeah, I don't. Um, I'm I'm happy <laughs> never hearing. I that 15 seconds was enough for me. Um, yeah, but what's on the rest of it? Surely there's more information on the rest of it if it was that long. I know, but that's all they've ever released, unfortunately. So, yeah, this theory of him sort of walking home, a, a very helpful person on Reddit called um, Handle Raspberry Lilium actually made a map of that area and the places that are relevant to the night. And it, this puts things into context somewhat. So I think that's what I have just sent you if you want to have a look at that. So, yes, the fuel station was in the opposite direction of Henry's house. And it appears that the place Henry asked to go to was driven straight past. So this is where it says false gas station. That was where Henry wanted to go. But William, for some reason, went past it, got the wrong gas station and went down to the actual gas station, as you can see there. They were on the same road, though, so I can kind of see this happening, especially if William had had a few drinks as well. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like what would have happened if he actually went to the to the right one, yeah. yeah. If you look, so if everyone um, has their Facebook or Instagram in front of them right now, it's worth having a look at this screenshot while we talk about it, just so you can kind of see what we're talking about. So the false gas station, the one that he wanted to go to, had, is a pretty clear shot to friend, to Henry's house. So you just kind of go down one direct road and then you're in his neighbourhood. So yeah. maybe he thought that he was at that gas station and he is trying to do the same thing, sort of walk in the same direction. Yeah, um, you know that that sort of makes sense to me. Uh, but you know, maybe he was confused. Maybe he just ended up there properly. But there is there is something that doesn't doesn't ring true about that to me. Can you look at that map and tell me what is the problem with that theory? What do you mean? So mm -hmm. if he's walking from the gas station to where it says his body was found, there, what's the problem with him walking there? There's water. Yeah, there's a great big lake in the way, right? Yeah. So either he somehow got through that lake or took a huge detail detour to go around it or he went on that highway that runs below yeah. it. But someone would have seen him surely if he was walking on a major highway like that. Yeah. So that kind of doesn't make sense to me either. And this is like six kilometres away. That's a fair distance when you're walking it. That's over an hour worth of walking. Now, this is Minnesota in, you know, what I know about Minnesota is that it's cold. <laughs> like it's a cold yeah. place. We're talking Fargo country here, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it's possible that he could have potentially walked there. But to me, like, look, we've all done the drunken adventure walk before. In six kilometre, yeah, maybe it's doable. I feel like if you're doing six kilometres on a drunk adventure walk, you do sober up to a certain point as well. Yeah. But the noises he makes are not drunk noises to me. They're like pain and fear noises. Yeah. You know, or could they be drug noises as well? Like well, that's what I thought. Maybe he was going to the gas station to meet someone for drugs and then he's gone on yeah. some crazy bender and tripped out or something. 
Yeah, I did kind of think that way as well. Um, maybe he was meeting up with his dealer, but he had no money on him though. Remember that, unless he had yeah. credit for someone. You know, the, the noises that he makes do have a bit of a uh, bath salts flavour to them. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that, you know, the thing that pulls me away from this walk, trying to walk home theory, though, is looking at that map. And I just feel like it would be a very hard thing to do to walk all the way there, not run into the big lake first before you got to the little lake without going onto the highway. And if he thought he was at the other gas station, he wouldn't have thought a highway was sort of in play because it was nowhere near a highway. So, yeah, so I don't know. that. What do you think about that theory? His body was found really close to his house. Yeah, it's yeah, it wasn't that far. No. Um, well, the other thing that sort of points me away from this theory too is that that phone call, we know that whatever happened to Henry happened less than 30 minutes after he was dropped off because we know what time the phone call happened. Um, so that I just don't think there's any way that he walked six kilometres drunk um, in 30 minutes. That's just not doable. That's like sprint. Yeah. yeah. So he's, is there any, uh, have, were they able to see if there's any other phone calls from his phone or messages? I don't, I don't think that they ever found his phone. Oh. Yeah. I just think that someone must have driven him there. To get to that place in that short amount of time, someone must have taken him there, I think yeah or he was put there later yeah yeah that's it it could have been like a disposal site for sure yeah yeah we don't know I mean it was two months before he was found yeah so you know was he there the whole time I don't know how frequented that lake is and whether Mm. or not he would have been seen or anything like that there's no real real details about that yeah yeah interesting anyway and I'm sure William has been looked at and he he still maintains his innocence he still lives in the area, so it appears that he hasn't, like, run away from anything. Yeah. Um, and we do have a video of him dropping Henry off. So although I guess it is possible to swing back around again and, you know, when he saw him walk off into the night, go, oh, I can't leave him here, and, you know, go and pick him up or something like that, yeah. convince him to get in the car and the, the rest is history. I just think we do have to address the whole leaving him at the service station thing. That's like, just weird. Yeah, I I honestly can't see anyone doing this unless there was some sort of fight. You don't do that to your friends, you know. Okay, your mate's drunk. He wants to get dropped off at the servo. It's 2 a.m. Okay, would you? Would you do that? Unless he was just so drunk as well. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. No. Or, like, I'd at least ask him, what are you going to do at the servo? Yeah. Someone, how are you intending on getting home? Like, these are questions that a friend asks a friend. Yeah, very strange, very strange. And, and you've got him in the car anyway. You're only around the corner from his house. Why not just drive yeah. him home, you know? Give I just feel like, I feel like William was potentially told a bit more than he let on, So, which leads me to think that maybe William does know that Henry was going to get drugs or something yeah. along those lines, and he didn't yeah. want to sort of soil his memory by talking about that. Yeah. It's shady, it's shady yeah. you know. And because we don't get his phone back, we just don't know who he contacted that night either. Maybe yeah. he just didn't want the party to stop that night. Um, of course, the narrative about Henry is that he's a happy family man who never touched drugs. But, I, you know, we see this time and time again with these cases. It's that false hero narrative that families always try and push when somebody dies. Um, you yeah, know, of course, oh, that's the memory you want. You don't want to have that. I know, I know. I, I certainly don't want to sort of 
tarnish his memory or anything like that. But when you're presented with these sorts of facts, then you have to actually start to think outside the box sometimes. Mm. Interestingly, after he disappeared and before he was found, um, Corrine said that she thought that he was actually still alive and had run away to start a new life. So that's a bit of a random thing to say, I think. Why did she say that? <laughs> Why did she think that? I know. That's kind of opened a new can of worms as far as Henley, yeah. Henley's life goes, if nothing else, right? Because why, right? And Corrine says that they had actually been having some marital and financial issues. She had suspected him, had suspected him of cheating on her. And okay. earlier that night, she'd actually confronted him on the phone. And she said that she was going to come home the next day from California and confront him about it in person. So okay. I guess, like, he's out, he's drunk, he's just had a fight with his wife on the phone. She's coming home to ream him out the next day. You know, does that play into what happened that night? She think of the phone call when she got it. Well, she was horrified and confused, I guess, like. Yeah you know, not really wondering, like sort of, I guess, wondering what on earth was going on. Yeah, yeah. Because it is pretty horrific. So Mm. now about the financial issues, it seems, this is interesting to me. It seems like he had a pretty good job and a promising career, but by accounts, he was still struggling to pay his rent. Now, whenever someone with a good job can't pay their basic bills, you have to ask where was their money going, I think. (laughs) Yep. So I think that we are steering a little bit more towards the whole drug narrative here. Yeah. Apparently he had been experiencing depression. And so I guess we need to ask, was he self-medicating for this? The autopsy did claim that there were no drugs in his system, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't trying to buy them that night, I guess. Yeah. You know, maybe he was trying to buy them that night and then they worked out that he had no wallet on him. So he couldn't pay for them, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. 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 So what are your thoughts on this whole drug angle thing? I just, I don't see how there is no, okay, yes, he was in the, potentially his body was in the water for two months, maybe, we don't know. Um, But I just don't see how from that sound that I heard that there was no trauma to the body. Mm, It sounds like he's been Yeah. So that to me means makes me lean towards he's having some sort of episode Mm. whether that be from being far too drunk whether that be from being on drugs but then when you hear this financial stuff you think drugs when someone's asked to be dropped off at a petrol station in the middle of nowhere Mm. early in the morning my experience would be they've gone to meet someone and usually when you're meeting someone at two in the morning it's for Mm. drug call or a booty call yeah exactly sorry could have been a booty call gone wrong (laughs) very very wrong very very wrong yeah that's it look I think that someone definitely drove him to that location um but what happened to him after is hard to say despite there being sounds of a struggle you know they're like you said certain types of drugs can make people Make uh, noises, yeah. Demonic. It sounds like torture. Like what was happening to him sounded like he was being tortured. Yeah. Bad yeah, trip, no mate. Bad, bad trip. Yeah, exactly. There were no marks on him. So no. I guess if he was having his sort of face held down in the water, there might not be marks on him. That would maybe explain the sounds. I'm not sure. Um, you know, Kareen, now obviously she's listened to the entire voicemail. She oh, said 
yeah, I know the poor thing. She said that she felt like she heard him say that he'd been shot, but obviously he had no bullet holes in him. So yeah. maybe, you know, he was tripping. Maybe yeah. he thought that something was going on that was a lot different than actually what was reality at that time. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. <laughs> when drugs are involved. Yes. Well, many people like that theory. Um, obviously, there is a lot of uh, backup to it. Now, yeah. there is another theory that a lot of people like as well, and that is clearly what happened, and that is that a swamp monster got him. Um, oh, <laughs> you know how many people actually believe that some sort of monster got him because of the noises? <laughs> hey, look, I don't doubt the existence of swamp monsters. I'm not here to put the kibosh on swamp monsters, but I feel like... Hey, a- I'm always the, the swamp yeti, maybe. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, you never know. Swamp monster did not once even pop into my mind. (laughs) I just feel like if a swamp monster had killed him, he would have some marks on his body. That's all I'm saying. Swamp monster. What is a swamp (laughs) monster? I'm just picturing Scooby-Doo stuff now. Yeah, I know. We are going a bit Scooby-Doo here. Um, Yeah, it does sound like actually a swamp monster. It was the um, maintenance man in the nearby... Yeah, dressed up like one. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it does sound like there's some sort of wild creature on that tape, but I have a tendency to think it might have actually been Henry. Yeah, when I, just before it plays, there's, like, the lady narrating and Mm. she says, like, it sounds like there's growling, Mm. which I did feel like I could hear. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Don't want to think about it. That's it. I think we've got one of two things that have happened here. Either he's been attacked by someone and drowned or something happened to him and he accidentally drowned. Um, yeah. Look, if I put it all together, I think that perhaps he was using drugs, maybe just recreationally. Uh, this might account for his financial issues. He he went out and he got wasted that night because and because he knew that he was going to be in big trouble with the wife, um, I think that, you know, he convinced William to drop him where he knew he could get drugs. And or possibly they had a fight as well, you know, either one. Yeah. yeah. I, I think someone else drove him to that lake and um, potentially realised that he had no money on him to pay. Um, yeah. And they made him pay the ultimate price, really. That's a pretty big thing, though, for like. I know, for you don't have the money. Like you yeah. expect. Yeah, that seems extreme. That's the only problem I have with that theory is yeah. that just seems yeah. very or maybe he did get hold of some drugs um, and promised to pay the next day or something and just had a really really bad trip tried to call his wife because she was on his mind from earlier in the night and she just copped the last bit of him completely tripping out yeah you know who knows his phone might still be at the bottom of that lake somewhere maybe he sort of walked himself out into the lake and just drowned you never know Mm. Either way, I think that drugs are potentially a part of this narrative, I'm afraid. I think so. I do think so. I don't think it was foul play. I can't 100% explain that uh, recording, but I just don't think it was foul play because there's just no evidence to say it was foul play with Mm. his body. Yeah. Yeah, I just... mm, mm. Yeah, I agree. I think that... um, 
whatever it was, drugs possibly were at play. And, and it's a horrible thing um, for his family to have gone through and for his wife to have heard about. So yeah, definitely. yeah not very nice anyway. But anyway, everyone let us know what you think. Uh, definitely a creepy sort of tale. And yeah, we'll have a chat about what you guys think happened. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we will see everyone next week. Um, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And yeah, we will catch you all for some more weird stuff next week. Yeah. We'll see you again. Bye. Bye.